Welcome to The Quiet Life. I'm Michael James Wong, author, educator, meditator, and your host for the show. This is a podcast for powerful conversations that celebrate what it means to be human. Join me each week as I speak to inspiring and insightful guests about their life, what they've learned, and what they've left behind on their way to a more mindful way of living, and discover their personal experiences that have helped shape their lives for the better. Listen in and find your way to a quiet life. This week on The Quiet Life, what is your definition of simplicity? My definition of simplicity is um, really appreciating what you have rather than chasing what you think you don't have. Hi, guys, and welcome to This Week on The Quiet Life. Uh, I'm your host, Michael James Wong, and this week I'm joined by Rebecca Dennis, who's an international author, breath coach, uh, workshop leader, and also the founder of The Breathing Tree. And welcome. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just looking out of my window onto very snowy, snowy pathways. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have a, a, a different view today well that's so nice I mean this is really uh really I've been really looking forward to having this chat with you I mean you and I have known each other for a while now we've always crossed paths and we've always had this as a thing that we wanted to come together and have a little chat so I'm really glad we're able to do this today and get it all organized yeah me too thank you so much for asking me so the way that we tend to start all these conversations, uh, especially in this podcast for me, is asking a question, which I like to offer out to you as a way to, to maybe help people listening to get a little bit more of an understanding of, of you and, and to be able to connect. And, and usually, a lot of times in conversations, we have this tendency to, to maybe first start talking about the things that we do. So the question that I always tend to start with, as you guys listening know, is, you know, if you could tell us who you are not what you do. Whoa, <laughs> dive right in there. <laughs> yeah, so um, who am I? So I'm, as in, I'm not the breath coach, but who am I outside being a breath coach? Is that what you mean? Yeah, we'll come to that stuff in a, in a moment, but it's yeah. just nice to hear a little bit about you. Yeah, well, I, um, I live in the countryside and I'm really grateful for that. I love being in nature. I love being in a in a space where, in a home where I can really appreciate the seasons. So nature and, and being connected to nature is, is a really sort of key part of my world. I'm a mum. My little one is going to be 10 in September and he's pretty awesome. So that's a massive part of, of my life, being a mum. And he's one of my, my greatest teachers, always sort of showing me when I'm not being present and uh, reminding me to kind of connect to my own inner child as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I just generally, I, 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 I like to always live in the land of the hope. And, you know, I love connecting with people. I love communicating with people. And, um, uh, but yeah, I would say, the biggest part of, of my life right now is probably, you know, where I live. I, I live quite close to, to my mom as well. So, yeah, I'm, I, 
most people probably wouldn't know that I'm I'm more of an, an introvert I'm very happy kind of sort of being in a in solitude although although I'm although I also love being around people as well I mean, I think what's really nice about that is there's just a really beautiful kind of honesty in who you are, how things are at the moment. It's nice to to learn little bits like that about people. I guess, I mean, the second question that just springs to mind is, is, is who are you not or what are you not? Gosh, what am I not? Hmm. What am I not? I mean, I think that it's such a broad question, isn't it? Because we're always getting to know who we are really each day. And we're always stripping past. Well, we're not necessarily, not all of us, but I like to always think that I'm I'm letting go of, of layers and identities and kind of expectations that maybe, you know, I've put on myself or or I believe that others from the past have put on me. Um, what am I not? Gosh. It's... I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough question for, for a lot of us. And, yeah, and... It, it's, it's like one of those ones about when you get asked, what do you, what do you love about yourself the most? Mm. And someone's like, just tell me two things that you love about yeah, yourself. And, yeah. and, and I'm just like, Oh, okay. You really, well, I've got yeah. to really go there. Well, maybe we'll come back to that if, and maybe this conversation will actually help to, to inspire a little thought about that. Mm. And, and the reason I asked you that, and, and I, do, I do apologize for surprising you with, you, with a few questions no, up front great. like this, is you know, every week on the podcast, we, we tend to lean into to different themes. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about simplicity. And coming from that, there is likely a lot of wisdom within our lives, within your life, that, that maybe uh, we can share with the people listening. And which is kind of why the essence of that question came because it gives us a sense of discovery. But I mean, to start it off though, I mean, what, what does, what does simplicity mean to you? Mm. Well, I think it's just about appreciating what you do have and just appreciating the, the simple things in life and, and not again, I guess it goes back to expectation, doesn't it? Or just even, even with me with the breath as well, just, just how maybe I'd gone into the practice many, many years ago with a slightly different view or slightly different approach and just coming back to this place of, of just keeping it very simple, very grounded, not necessarily linear, just allowing stuff to flow. So, yeah, I guess that, you know, sim- simplicity is just, I guess the, the opposite would be to that would be, for me, would be overcomplicating things or overthinking things. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's something that's, that's underrated, but I think people probably appreciate it so much more now. And, and in a way, this past year could actually be one of our greatest teachers in simplicity also in how just having a, a deeper understanding of, of the basics of what what we what we really do need what actually does make us happy what does keep us content what does what does building a future mean yeah so I guess that's yeah I mean and, but I mean and, and it's a really beautiful answer in the in the way you, when you per, give that perspective I mean both of us as, as huge advocates for 
breathing and this approach to simplicity or this path to reconnection within your work of breathwork coaching and workshops, how, how has that helped you along the way to find a deeper, maybe understanding of the value of not only breathing, but doing less? Well, I think it's just that, you know, we, we live in a fast paced world where there's a lot of stimulation and a lot of pressure to perform and you know a lot of people can go into compare and despair mode as well yeah so I mean with uh, the biggest thing for me with kind of transitioning you know I've been teaching breath work for 12 12 years but before that you know and before that I was always studying anatomy and physiology and different healing techniques but it's it's this thing about trust and really trusting in that actually when you're doing what you love then the right people are going to come and you'll attract your tribe and and it's just having that that trust in you know right from day one when I started doing my training and then I left media and I left like you know it was a you know pretty well paid job so having to go to earning not very much at all but just having this deep deep trust that that you know you can again going back to simplicity actually that you don't actually need that much to survive and you can always make things work and you can adapt and you can grow but if you're you know, if you're doing something that that you genuinely, authentically love and you're always just teaching from this place from your heart, then that's going to give you going to give you so much and it's going to give you a lot of joy. And also it's going to make you want to be a better person as well, because it's a big responsibility too to be holding space for for other people. So it's, you know, I never, ever stop learning. And I think that's, that's, that's the beauty of this, work, how, it, how it always unfolds and unravels as well. I mean, and what I, what I find really interesting as well, especially with, you know, breath work, being that it's both transitional, transformational, uh, transcendent, it, it has this ability to create pathways for us to feel a deeper connection to ourselves and to actually realize that we potentially don't need as much external stimulus or uh, attraction to, let's call it, the, the many complexities that maybe surround us both physically, but also emotionally or um you know, psychologically. I mean, is that something for you personally that even before you got into these practices that, you know, you felt that there was a personal need to kind of find a transition in into a, a quieter space? Or was it something that grew out of a personal passion? Or was it just something you said one day, oh, I really like this, I'll, I'll do that? Oh, no, it, it happened because I guess I was in like a state of emergency. And, um, and it came at the right time and it came for me at the right time because it, it helped to, to heal me in so many, so many ways. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it wasn't something that I thought, I mean, I've always been very, very interested in the body always. And I've always been, 
um, in the art of touch and and healing and and energy work. So that's sort of been something ever since you know my twenties, and I'm, that's like twenty, I'm forty eight now. So um, that I've always been training in different modalities, but but coming across breath work was like it was almost like the missing piece of a, a jigsaw for me where it just started to really pull things together it's like oh wow this is why you've been sort of learning all of that stuff and building it up along the way and then and then came across breathwork and then for me it was such a such a personal personal journey for my own growth and for my own healing that that that's that what that was the beginning of it that was the priority to kind of work on myself first and then when I and obviously it was we're all a work in progress so it's a continuation and then you know because it did such wonders for me it was something that I was like right okay this is this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to train in and this is what I'm going to to learn and to share. And, and I think what's interesting maybe to to have a further chat on is obviously now being that you have, have been teaching these practices for quite a long time, you have your own practices and you have your own tools that, that support you, you know, are, are there still times in life where things go get a bit upside down or things get a bit overwhelmed and, and, and complex or is everything now just, you know, sweet smelling roses? Oh, yeah. I mean, I never, you know, nothing phases me. <laughs> um, no, of course, we're all human beings, aren't we? And we always have different challenges in life. And, but, you know, and then there's, there's times when sometimes maybe I'll question my practice or I'll question my teachings, or there will have been times when I've learned techniques or trained in certain modalities that maybe don't really resonate with me now and I'm like oh wow okay that was something that I was very strongly kind of by you know going by the book of 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 that teaching and then along the way just because like I say we're just constantly chipping away or or evolving and, and moving so Sorry, what was the question? I've just gone completely. What was no? I mean, all everything you're saying is really spot on. That sense that we have this continuous need to continually learn and understand what's relevant for us at Mm. this time in this Mm. moment. You know, shedding. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It was about is everything all peachy? Yeah, and is everything all sugar sweet now? Um, So yes, of course not. Uh, But but what I find is that you know using these tools and having stuff like working with the breath or just all the different practices I have, you know, for me running is my, my meditation as well, but knowing those, those little places that I can go to for coping mechanisms are the ones that, that help me to ride those storms and kind of to stay grounded and to stay rooted when, when things are sort of swirling around you. So, Mm. you know, I guess it's like we, what we've, one of our biggest lessons is that we know that life is, is uncertain. We can be certain of that and we can't control everything. So, but, but, you know, obviously when we're working with the breath and we're working with, with the breath and using it as a, as a multifaceted tool, it can always help whatever, whatever is happening externally we can always change how it's affecting us internally. Mm. And for you, when you when you're having a moment like this, you know, being that you are human, I mean, what's your go-to? I mean, what what is the essential practice that you kind of keep in your back pocket? I have I have many because I don't think it's like a one size fits all 
for me and, and for people that I work with as well, you know, I think it's about becoming an architect of your own, your own practice or your own breath. But obviously, you know, the biggest thing for me is nature will always give you a, a different perspective. As soon as you, you know, I think everybody in lockdown right now, as soon as you open the door and you feel the, the, the fresh air on your face and on your skin, you can immediately feel that change energetically within you. Yeah, being in nature, sitting with my trees, going down to the stream, being with the elements, working with my breath. You know, I have a breath, my breath practice, I practice every day. So before I switch on any screens or even before I open my eyes when I'm in bed I will wake up and I will do a body scan and then I'll check in with my breath and I'll I'll do a little breath work practice first and then yeah so I guess that that's something that's that I always do and practicing gratitude as well which is also just so powerful in it in itself yeah, so nature and going to the breath. Yeah, and, and it's really, I mean, this year has taught us many things, but I, I do think one of the greatest teachings that we have is this return to simple pleasures, right? The return to simple things in our lives that actually make us feel alive, make us feel you know, positive or make us rem- or remind us that actually humanity exists in small little moments like being out in nature, being with people that are important to us, having a moment to ourselves. And I think if we look into that or lean into that, there's something really powerful that connects back not only to uh, the breath, but also connects back to actually what it means to be a human, right? This sense of, you know, we can be easily distracted by the complexity of life and all the things that are so exciting and, 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 and tempting. But when we come back to the, the truth of it, that perhaps maybe it is simply an understanding that less is more, for, for lack of a better cliche, but mm. that simplicity can lead us towards a place of joy. Yeah, absolutely. If you, you know, for me, really, it's important always to do little check-ins with using the breath as a barometer, but also how grounded am I recognizing tiredness, you know, and what if I am I tired because I've had a long day or am I tired because I'm burning myself out or am I tired because I've been overthinking and so on and so just bringing all of those different elements into just really you know it's breath is very simple it's also deeply complex as our human beings and as is our body and the innate intelligence as well so it's you know that inward exploration is uh is uh, you're always always going to be able to go on so many different journeys by practicing something that is so simple take a moment to download the just breathe app with guided meditations music and soundtracks created and recorded especially to calm the mind and ease the body We've literally put the power of mindfulness in the palm of your hands, and even more, it's free. We've created this app as a way to support our growing community, and it is for anyone and everyone ready to step into a quieter conversation. So go ahead and download the app now. It's on iPhone and Android devices, and for more information about our growing conversation on and offline, make sure you visit justbreatheproject.com, where you'll find more podcasts, 
lots of amazing stories and video content, and conversations all around mindfulness in the real world. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at TrustBreed. I mean, what, what I love about the work that you do and who you are, and, and I read this in, in what you wrote, it says, we teach our young to walk, communicate, bathe, eat, and socialize, yet educating them about the healing power of their breath is not a priority. I mean, that's really, really powerful. And, you know, if we were to take this conversation towards maybe children or to young adults, while we can totally understand and appreciate it, it's not prioritized in the way that, that it has been up until now. I mean, what kind of advice would you share for maybe parents or people who have young people or children in their lives to actually help them understand the priority and the need for attention on the breath? Children really, and babies, babies and toddlers are like our, our breath gurus. We have a lot to learn from them. They're so present and they're so in the moment and their breath is just flowing and they're not trying to control emotion. They're not trying to control pain. They just express exactly how they feel. There's no inhibitions. There's no kind of connection yet with feeling embarrassed or fear. And so, you know, I think we can all learn so much from those little ones. I mean, really they're, they're mimicking us and they're watching us and they're watching what we're doing as well. The more that we can, and you know, it's easier said than done. I'm a mum, and you know, my, my son would, you know, he's probably the least likely person that I could sit down to do a breath practice with me and just be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> mum. Inhale, exhale. You're writing another book. Just write inhale, exhale. But but also at the same time, I know that he's very very aware of if he's breathing in his belly that that's going to help him to keep him calm. If he's practicing martial arts, and he'll you know he will practice breathing again into his belly to to or just taking deep breaths to keep focus as well. Um, I noticed that with him with sports as well and how he runs and so on. So all of those little things that, although he, maybe he wouldn't admit that to me that, you know, that, that he's, he's listening by just by watching him, I know that he is. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, for these, these days, again, kids have got so much more stimulation. I mean, there's so much more for them to have, you know, screens and, and then there's the pressure for them from from them or from their friends that their friends are on screen so therefore they want to be on screens I'm very lucky in the way that he's like a really outdoors boy so he's not you know but but, but you know but that could change at, at any moment but you know I think there's again it's that thing in that art of simplicity of uh just being actually just you know not having to do things all the time actually being having the you know the art of boredom as well because that's when you know when I think about imagination and we're all born with this incredible creativity and imagination where we can just step into to different worlds and we can you know create stories and imaginary friends and play with one toy for hours and hours and uh, and it's you know it's along the way that we kind of we can lose we can lose we lose that we can lose that connection. So 
so yeah with with little ones I mean I think it's always if we're with more that we work on ourselves and the more that they will you know they they sense you know I think we're all born with with very strong intuition and senses as well and along the way we we do kind of lose that because again it's not something that we're really taught about trusting your gut feeling trusting your intuition the art of listening all of these things so yeah the more that the more that we can practice then then the more that they will hopefully you know i'm i'm no expert on 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 all children but that's just my experience with him yeah no absolutely though and, and what i really love is that sense that you know as children or young adults there that intuition is there but in, in many ways as we grow up we lose it or we're, or we're told to to forget it and focus on other things and so as we become adults or as we move into adulthood there is this kind of natural practice of remembering and then you forget again but then you remember and then you forget again and it is that sense of you know linking it back to how valuable the breath works in that same capacity of you know remembering its value remembering how it can support remembering how it can heal and then we do something else and then we forget it, right? And all of a sudden, everything that's in our brain and in mm. our body just goes out the window for a moment. And until we kind of have this regularity or this shift in priority to remember the value that the, the breath has, how simple it can be to be so supportive, but also how other things in our lives have to shift as well to make that simplicity, to, to, to create that sense of ease. My, my question for you, and it, it tends to be something that probably a lot of people can relate to, is that at some point in our lives, uh, me included, you know, we had to let go of stuff. We had, or we had a realization that, you know what, that's not working anymore. And it's actually not worth the time, the attention, the focus, the stress. I mean, have you had a moment like that or a thing like that in your life? Do you mean a, a, a letting go? Yeah, like of... a literal thing where you kind of said, you know what? And this is a question I asked on, on an earlier episode. And, and the guest said, I, I needed to move out of London. It was just, it was just too much. Is there something like that that's happened for you? I guess that I, it's the constant sort of learning to, to fall behind the energy of, of letting go of maybe stories, you know? letting go of our perception of of our stories as well I mean that's the biggest gift that we can that we can give ourselves letting go of blame letting go of shame letting go of guilt so those are all really you know really big ones and also just not carrying those stories quite so much around with us as well so in the way that our our body stores memory and it stores past experiences and past events and we have a choice in in what we become we aren't you know is that saying I'm not what's happened to me I'm what I choose to become so because you know sometimes it's like the mind and and I don't know if you know my backstory but I had depression for years so I had depression for from you know from when I was sort of 19 and I was on medication for for many years and breathwork is what helped me to come off that medication and I've not taken it for years so 
And I thought I'd have to take medication for the rest of my life because every time I tried to come off it, I just wasn't able to function. So, so, you know, that's why it's like my go-to tool with all other tools that I use. Um, it was like this letting go of thought patterns and letting go of uh, the, the overthinking and just having more of a being more masterful of my mind rather than my mind being my master. And obviously that is always a work in progress. So, so yeah, I mean, it's like, and, and, and along, along what comes with that is letting go of expectations, letting go of expectations of others, but also letting go of expectations of yourself, letting go of need for approval. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, so I wasn't expecting that I was actually going to answer it like that. But I think yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a really honest answer. And thank you for sharing part of your backstory. And I, I think what's really powerful to hear is that there's a lot of honesty and, and vulnerability and just that reality of this is my story and this is how, you know, I, I've, I've come from it. And being able to let go of these stories, be able to let go of these expectations, but even that awareness to recognize that they aren't the core part of our identity, but things that actually surround it or things that we might attach to it is such a wisdom that maybe a lot of people haven't yet seen because it's easy to be, you know, living in a, in a story that's created for you or around you. Mm. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, along the way, you've obviously, obviously, you know, collected a lot of wisdom. Have, have you ever been given some really meaningful pieces of advice or words of wisdom that you've just kind of carried with you along the way? Yeah, I mean, my son is always coming out with the most profound, like, pieces of wisdom where I'm like, where on earth did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one of my my dearest teachers, Kurakindi, who is an Indigenous tribe leader from, from Ecuador, and, and we work together a lot, and uh, he's a dear friend of mine. And, you know, again, it's just like the really, really simple. He, he always just breaks everything down. It's like, you know, some, some people can just be very intellectual or they can come out with this, you know, very eloquent, profound wisdom. But when he speaks and what he says in just a few words, it goes into every cell of your body because you just know it's true. And it's just you know, just about the power of, of the heart and staying connected to your heart and to always stay connected to the light, you know, and it's like, I don't, I never would call myself a light worker. I kind of can't stand that term, you know, it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies that people kind of like, <laughs> sorry if anyone's listening to this, that's very judgmental of me, but it's like, you know, I think it's very important that we, we explore our shadow sides. We, we nestle into the darkness. We, um, we're not afraid kind of to go there because it's, it's fear that of always often stops us in our tracks. And it's kind of like when you go back to being a child again, you know, as a child, you're fearless. You're just like, 
you know, you just, when I, you know, when like my son will be climbing the highest tree or, you know, if a child just wants to go straight into the sea and they just seeing that thing of being going in transition from being a mother, from being a child, it's just, just going back to, to, I mean, obviously fear is, is helpful in many ways as well, because it stops us from getting hurt. But yeah, just, just exploring sometimes just not being afraid to to walk with your shadow or or to explore some of these these heavier sort of energies or heavier sort of sides of us not trying to ever push them away because you know everything everything is a lesson it's all a lesson mm. it's so true i mean children are amazingly profound in how they see the world right they're in a lot of ways you know, fearless in their approach to life. And they're, you know, they're, uh, they don't have the layers of complexity that, that we all learn or we all grow into in life. And so there is a lot that we can learn from it as well as kind of lean into the spaces within our lives where actually we recognize that it's not always has to be positive, optimistic. And that there is a lot of truth and discovery that we find in our insecurities and our vulnerabilities and a lot of ways that we can start to look into our own humanity by actually, you know, being realistic and cultivating that which is our whole perspective or our whole truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was a really, I mean, a really uh, interesting conversation for me as well. And, and being that we have you here uh, and being someone who, who, who has uh, a lot of experience in the field of, of breath work, I mean, wh- what's the gateway in? What's the doorway in for people if they're brand new? or dare I say skeptical, mm-hmm. or uh, potentially, you know, just unsure about this whole thing? I mean, what's the first step in? Well, again, I think it's about going with your gut and your intuition as well, because, and I just think it's about finding a practice that really works for you. So I think for many people, maybe they will try meditation, and then they will find that they've found that very hard. And it was almost, they just couldn't get their mind to stop. So maybe they'll sort of think, well, I tried that and that didn't work. So yeah, really finding a meditation or breathwork practice that works for you, be that yoga, be that breathwork, be that, you know, working with Qigong, you know, all of these different modalities that you, you can work with. And yeah, so explore, be curious, enjoy it kind of don't think of it as like another chore as well if we add these things on as another list of things to do then it's like then we start beating ourselves up because we haven't done it and you know it doesn't have to be complicated if you're if you're just practicing just even just being aware of your breath just noticing how you're breathing every day am I shallow breathing am I holding my breath am I breathing more in my chest am I breathing more in my belly how is my inhale? How is my exhale? Am I breathing through my nose or my mouth? You know, just be aware of how you're breathing, the way that you're breathing, because, you know, the way that we breathe is indicative to how we feel about life. And we can change the way that we feel and think just by changing the rhythms and the patterns and the depths of our breathing. So, so really just, you know, it's like a set with me, as long as I've been sort of working with this I'm still discovering so much so much more always work with someone I think if 
you know, it's, yeah, get curious. And of course it's simple, but if you're doing more advanced therapeutic work, just make sure that it's someone who's certified and has, you know, if you're going on a deeper level and you're going to work with someone, maybe if it's breath work that you're working with, with trauma, just, just, you know, get, get, get the background of the people that are working with you as well. And always just remember that it's, it's your experience and it's your breath and, and you can allow the breath to take you as far as you want, want to go. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I mean, there's so much power in the breath and there's so much power in, in this sense of self-awareness. So I do want to thank you so much for uh, not just the work that you do, but who you are in the passion and the dedication that you bring to this conversation and to these practices. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So for everyone listening at home, obviously, you know, Rebecca is not only uh, great in her conversations, but has a lot of experience and resource that can then help and support. Um, I, th- I thought while you're here, would you would you mind sharing a little bit about uh, your book and what's coming up and, and things that are, are resourceful places for people to connect? Yeah, I uh, my 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 company is Breathing Tree, so I've always got lots of different events happening on there. There are sometimes training events or one-on-ones or workshops or retreats, so they're always they're always varying. And then the book I've that's just been released with Penguin, and it's well, it's not really a book; it's more of an audible guide. So I wanted to create something that for people that can't necessarily get to my workshops or they can't come on my retreats. I've managed to condense it all into four hours and it's like a journey where you go with, with the breath and, and you can sort of do it in your own time, but it is, it's a course. So it's in five parts. And then hopefully by the end of that, you've got a really good foundation of, of what a good breath practice is so that then you can go even deeper into other practices with, with breath work. So so yeah, that's called Breathe, a practical guide to breathwork exercises. And then I also have a, my podcast as well, and Breathe, with lots of different breathing exercises on there that are available and, and interviews too. So yeah, I mean, as I could ramble on, but that's probably enough. Oh, no, that's wonderful. And of course, as always, guys, we'll share best places to connect with Rebecca on the show notes as well as in the posts. So you can find out more all about uh, who she is and the work she does and the ways that you can connect more not only with your breath, but the the communities that exist out there to support these kind of practices. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me for a conversation. It was really, really nice to connect with you and to hear more about all of this. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope we can do this again one day soon, maybe in person. I know, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening as well. As always, each week, uh, different conversations, different themes, but hopefully same points of connections to really build a strong conversation around the meaningful nature of being human. Thanks again for listening, guys. I'm Michael James Wong, your host. As always, you can find and connect with me on all the normal places on social. You can find and connect with our Just Breathe community at Just Breathe and at the justbreatheproject.com website. And as always, guys, hopefully we'll see you again soon next time on The Quiet Life.